What's going on, everybody? Welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. Today we've got Collaborate here, one of our, our our West Coast friends. Hey, hey. Are you actually on the West Coast right now? I'm on the West Coast. I'm using natural light right now. No ring light. Nothing. There you go. <laughs> so you're a you're a uh, Northern California guy, and you're yes, living sir. in the Bay Area now, right? Currently, yeah. I'm, I'm trying hard to get down to LA, man. I really want to get you know situated out there and just live and work every day, you know. But right now, uh, the Bay is home. Yeah. And you're prepping a new album. Mm-hmm. You're that's coming out really soon. Now, I know that you there's some big stuff in the works. I know you don't want to give too much away. You have a single out now, What You Want, which is a little bit more popular, a little more radio-friendly compared to some mm-hmm. of the other stuff you've done. So tell us about the direction that this new music is taking for you. Uh, for me, the, the direction I'm going with it is a little bit more eclectic um, and wanting to... Uh, can you guys hear me and see me? Every, yeah, and, yeah, every, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I just wanted to take a little bit of an eclectic road, kind of uh, include what I do hip hop wise um, with some of the foundational stuff that I've learned hip hop wise and and take some of the R&B influence that I have, some soul influence and also a lot of the alternative music that I've listened to uh, in my adulthood and stuff like that, kind of and merge it together um, and make what I, I jokingly call it like 2020s music. You know, I think we're just in like a new time where Music is just like um, bound, you know, it's boundless or genreless in a way. Um, and so I uh, definitely like kind of really took that, you know, for all that it's worth with this album and tried to um, do things like genreless, not to put myself in any box. And what you want is like one of those singles where I tried to step out, talk about um, love, romance, and create the sort of runaway love story in a way that was true to, to me and my brand and also maybe a bit more commercial. Um, trying to make my version of like a more commercial record, you know? I like how you openly admit that you're trying for something a little more commercial. That's that's what I was getting at, but you said it. I, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, just, trying to, just trying to express myself in all the ways, you know, that I want to on uh, on the project. And, and there's going to be more, like you said, the album has a, has a lot more on it has a lot more of me like trying different sounds and stuff and um i'm going to just share all, all different sides of me as an artist like the alternative side the hip-hop side the r&b side just everything um and you know i, I look at it like uh clothes in a closet you know what i mean like there are days where i'm, I'm gonna wear um, all black and days where i'm gonna wear oversized jeans and a big t-shirt you know and um just trying to have have all of those days on my album for sure, in, in my own way as well, you know. Yeah, I have a few questions about that video. Sure, sure. We came up with the concept because it's so freaking genius. And two, who is the beautiful girl? And I see her all over your Instagram. So can you spill the beans <laughs> for us today? Um, the concept, the the concept we came up with that. Uh, thank you, by the way, for for both the compliments for uh, on behalf of the actress. How. <laughs> We have her as well, but um, for the, the video concept, we actually came up with that in uh, in Belgium. Um, it was produced by my friend Willem Ardui. He he's a Belgian producer, songwriter, singer, uh, and we've been working together for a long time. And um, I was out there last. Actually, I want to say in 2019. Uh, I was in Belgium in 2019, working on the song and kind of just we had cooked up the beat. We hadn't yet recorded 
any vocals. And we're just talking about what the song could be, talking about wanting this sort of runaway love story, sort of wanting this like opportunity to be different embodiments of the artists that we are on the track. He wanted to try using his voice in a different way. And um, I, as a writer and as a rapper, wanted to try like talking about love and romance in a different way. Um, and I felt like I had some personal things that I wanted to mention in a song as well. So we were theorizing that. And I was talking about my current relationship and we kept coming back to this sort of like running away, like run away, like just sort of me, you away from everything going, not being concerned with what's behind, maybe even being a little rebellious, not necessarily uh, following these certain type of rules or whatever, kind of breaking away from our norm every day. And so I kind of exaggerated it a little bit in terms of like the plot, talking with uh, the director, we had a few different ways we were, were going to approach it. And we decided that trying to do something that was a little ambiguous as far as some type of heist or something like that. And and then giving it a point and a purpose and just doing it for something, doing it for someone, which was important to me. The song is, is about me and my love interest leaving to better ourselves, our loved ones, our lives. Um, and the, the, the actress, uh, her name is Asia Armand. She is a friend I met in LA. Um, dope actress, and I just wanted to make sure that I represented black love in the song and in the video. Um, that's important to me, you know. It's just like I said, I wanted to make my attempt at just doing something commercial and how I, you know, how I would want to do it. And I know there's some stuff you can't tell the people yet, but you've got some big surprises on this album for people to hear. Um, what was it like? what was the difference in making this album compared to other albums in terms of the production and the songwriting process? It, it took place with more people this time around. Um, it was, it was more collaborative, no, no pun intended, you know? Uh, but we, uh, like I said, I, I took that trip to, to Belgium. Um, and that trip was, that was like really important for, for me as an artist, just to sort of sit down with, a producer who I, I had only worked with Willem over the internet. Um, so it was very, very nice for me and him to finally sit down and just create together in person. And I did that a lot with, um, with featured artists on, on this project. Um, so I guess what made it different was just like the collaborative experience that came with it. You know, that was a big, big difference uh, in, in this recording process. Going down to the instrumentals that you choose to write over, um, they're not your everyday beat. You know, you got guitars in there, like alternative sounds and samples. Who um, produces your records? And like, do you have a close circle of people you only work with aside from this guy in Belgium? Um, it, it usually is like the same. I've actually been working with a lot of the same producers for five or six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a lot of people that I met online and a few people that I know like in person physically that I've either went to. Um, I went to a couple of art schools, so I know a bunch of artists just from you know that whole that whole culture that whole world um but yeah i mean we definitely try to do different stuff on the tracks like actually that's one of the reasons why i like to work with um i would have to say like i have a circle of producers that are just friends people that make music but they all do or have expertise in like different things um are are multi-talented instrumentalists and you know very very eclectic music listeners and um on the album, I think it will show a lot that like um, a lot of the producers that I've worked with over time are, they have a lot of versatility just, just like myself musically. So I just try to 
like I said, I'll go in the studio in a way. I mean, one of the one of the songs on this album that I would say is like one of my most unique. It's probably the most different song that anyone's gonna hear of mine that's out. It's called No Place to Go. It was produced by a friend of mine, Ian McKee, and another friend, Julia Lewis. Julia Lewis produced for tons of people. Um, and Ian McKee produced for so Julia Lewis produced for Blueface and G Easy. Ian McKee produced for Kodak Black. Yeah, we came together and made sort of like an alternative. Yeah, it's, it's it's wild. And we made like an alternative, uh, almost like house uh record where Ian has a guitar solo at the end. We're like sitting in the studio um where we sit and make rap songs all day long and we'll sit and somebody's just playing chords and keys and um we just kind of allow it to to go to go wherever. Um and so that's just like the production, you know. I, I like to tell producers like if you're gonna send me something like send me whatever. You know, it doesn't just have to be in that box. Now a lot of people like to box in a rapper based on their geography and mm -hmm. you being a Northern California guy, Sacramento originally, then Bay area. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hear more East coast beats on your music than West coast beats. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up listening to more East coast hip hop than West coast hip hop? I definitely listened to a lot of East coast hip hop. I got, it was written. Uh, I don't know if y'all can see this. No, that's kind of blurry, but this, it yeah. was written by, by Nas tattooed on my on my wrist is probably my favorite one of my favorites I'm not gonna say it's my favorite hip hop album but it definitely in terms of lyricism to me is like one of the best uh top to bottom you know pieces of art that has like hip hop lyricism rap and poetry so um but yeah I grew up a lot listening to like East Coast music I, I just grew up listening to so much though I think Kanye was a big influence for me Jay-Z was a big influence for me um and then I think a lot of the rappers that I was influenced by who are like one one generation above me, like a J. Cole who's like 34 or 33 or something like that, yeah. his favorite rappers were my favorite rappers. Another like West Coast guy that I can hear in your music is uh, Miguel. There's some Miguel in your music oh too. Oh, that's so sweet. I love Miguel, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of mixing up the guitars and the, um, and the, and the harder beats and stuff like that, I think that there's, yeah. Wow. I, I definitely it. feel like in general, like it's a time for mixing m almost more than ever because yeah. back in the day you would have rap metal and like, you'd have yeah. like a rapper guest on a, a rock song or uh, a rocker play guitar on a rap song. But now it just seems more organic. It seems like there's no, you know, there's, there's no, like, there's no doors open up. There's just, everything's just open that you could play guitar. You could play tuba if you wanted to. And no one would even really let be like, oh, that's weird. He plays tuba. It would be like, oh, cool. He plays tuba. Yeah, whatever. You know? That's a fact. Yeah. Wait, you, you know what's funny is like, it's like those flute beats, how they came. They really got popping in hip hop lately. Like, yeah. The flute. It really well, just I feel like hip hop has gotten nerdier and more like, more, first of all, it's gotten more orchestral. You know, a lot more live instruments. You know, you think about when they put together, uh, you know, like um, that, uh, like the uh, um, the Kendrick Lamar albums that have like where he has like real yeah. jazz bands playing full yeah. arrangements like they did in the 60s, you know. So have you even have you messed with like live instrumentation very much like live bands? Um, I've done a lot of live live band performances, but not a lot of like live band recordings um like making live music in studio and putting it on a project um and that's just probably due to a lot of the way that i've recorded i've done a lot of just like pulling up to people's houses and studios and we record from there based on like stuff that we cook up 
or beats that they already have and not really being like, oh, let's go. Let's go into this big studio and, and, and have everybody bring the instruments and stuff, you know, but but I do love doing live performances uh, with a live band. It's lit. Yeah. Can you tell me I want to go like to your childhood because I really want to know like where all this this artistic creative person how did how did he come about like were yeah. your parents supportive of like this idea like i want to be a rapper like word, you know word. what i mean what about the first song you wrote tell me tell me that whole process in the beginning um so my dad is the the way i started to get like a fascination with words my dad was a playwright he wrote he wrote plays he was in theater heavy and i was around the theater heavy as a kid oh and so like he uh and he, you know, wrote screenplays and scripts, a bunch of stuff. So I got into like the idea of, of writing, uh, like creatively. I remember being like eight or nine. I'm trying to write like my first creative either stories or I just remember like trying to write something that when I read it, like I could see something. Like I would always try to write it kind of as I'm reading it. Can I see what I'm writing? Like, a story. yeah. So. That, that was probably like the beginning of sort of my interest with like words and what they could kind of, you know, create the world they could create. And then my mom's huge, uh, huge music listener. She, she has like a great, she has great taste in music along with my dad too. Um, and so I think just the combination of both of them and how, how much uh, art influenced them, how much music they played around me, things like that probably had me real interested. I told my mom, actually probably for the first time ever in life, I told her this past year that one of the moments that I had that made me feel like I wanted to do music for a living was actually in her car. It was like, we're, in, we're driving somewhere and there's uh, this song by, I want to say the OJs called I Love Music. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being like, this song accurately describes how I feel about music. Like I remember my mind was like blown. You love it. Somebody made a song saying how I feel about music. I like, it's that's it and and then from there i just knew like i wanted to do something with it and then senior year of high school a junior senior year of high school is when i started to write poetry turn them into songs um and then once i graduated from high school i started to i just really started taking it further um and just writing a lot more my brother is an artist he makes music and so i would go to the studio with him write songs work with him on stuff soon just started recording my own stuff senior year of high school, freshman year of college. And then I just kind of kept going. And, you know, I mean, the stuff that I created, I started to make new songs. It just it just became like much more than a hobby. Um, it became much more than a hobby. It became like really a passion and and something that I felt like, man, I've, I've kind of been doing this longer than I realized, you know? <laughs> wow, that got really like deep and interesting. I know, I'm like, I'm like yeah. yeah. Do you remember that first song? That you like what was your, yeah, was your first song you ever you know what i think my first song was a freestyle over uh drake and uh, uh what's the one is it forever last name greatest first name ever. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. First name, great last name ever i know g4 yeah. pilots on a first name basis that whatever that's so i think it was uh forever and we i had did like uh it was hot at the time it was like 2011 12 and i had did like a freestyle over that beat it was pretty good, but it was so, uh, to this day, I listen to it and I'm like, oh my God. It's so, it's just so raw. It's so raw. It's just so raw. I'm like clearly, you know, novice, novice and understanding my voice and energy and stuff. But um, 
Yeah, I remember that. I remember that was probably like the first little freestyle I did rap-wise. Yeah. Your personal style is you're well known for having understated personal style. T-shirts, beanies, hoodies, the occasional Hawaiian shirt. Uh <laughs> so why have you did have you never been a flashy guy? Like uh you know, so sometimes you just sometimes you, I'm just being uh, financially, you know, aware, conservative, fiscally and, responsible. <laughs> that's the word. That's definitely that's definitely the words. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. I um, I don't know. I guess I guess uh, when I I would have to say like, I'm dressing different now. Like I'm 27 now, and like now it matters more to me to wear certain stuff and like step out and look a certain way. I feel like perception is important and you got to dress for the job that you want and blah, 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 of getting older and becoming an adult. But um, when I was a little bit younger, I, I just really dressed like my lifestyle. And I was always, um, it was important to me to wear like all purpose, like clothes, 23, 24, 25. I was very like all purpose oriented with my clothes. I want to be able to go to a club, go to a kickback, eat a burrito on the sidewalk, all the same outfit. All in one outfit. <laughs> don't want to feel like you know what I mean. I don't want. That's, that's what Demi when she gets dressed for the it's evening. True. She Jordan about, knows. Am I going to eat a burrito five hours from now? Jordan knows. If and I the answer is probably yes. <laughs> that's a smart. That's a very. You know, I think it's the smartest way, man. It's, it's just you know, for me, I don't like to feel. I don't like to be in any any situation and feel like uncomfortable, unprepared. Like I got to borrow something. Like I got to go get something. I just like to feel like. Oh, we eating right here? I bet. Plop mm -hmm. right down. <laughs> you know? And, it's like a day to night look. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's important. That's important to me. But um, so say hypothetically that mm -hmm. this album gets huge, two singles become top 10 singles, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden you got the money rolling in. Are you going to like upgrade? Are you going to start wearing chains and like $300 sneakers? You know what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to have an expansive collection of everything I already have. Oh, <laughs> just like more clean white t-shirts, more beanies, <laughs> like more, you know what I mean? Just have it. Me, me and my, uh, yeah, just have it all laid out. Me and my friend was in New York one time. We were, we, were, we were playing basketball and I was and we saw this guy get up out of this Mercedes G-Wagon and he was like, man, what would you do? Like, you just came into this money. Like, what would you, is that, what'd you buy? Did you buy a car? This, that? And I was like, honestly, bro, I'd just be like a very clean, maintained, manicured person, like version of myself and kind of like see where that takes me first. Just kind of, you know, just do the regular shit and, and just uh, buy a bunch of Dickies, uh, buy a bunch of Air Forces and Chuck Taylors two pairs of Timberlands and just kind of keep that cycle just going. <laughs> like That's how everything just once, which is where it was. Yeah, maybe not uh, just where it was, but just like, I don't know if I would have as much, uh, just luxurious stuff as much as I would just nice, like to have stuff nice and neat and consistent and just, you know what I'm saying? Sustainability is like a big thing to me. How did you find New York city coming from LA? Oh man, I, I was working with the, and this is actually a topic I'm gonna try. I'm saving this to talk a little bit about until my album comes out. But um, on my last LP, which came out in 2017, I was like working with a, a distribution slash a partnership artist company, um, and it uh, was the company was United Masters, and they're they're still working with a lot of um, upstart sort of like indie artists or artists that want to hold like 
partnership or retain their masters, uh, but still have like their stuff on streaming. And when I was working with them, I was sort of maybe one of the first, one of two artists to work with the company. And so a lot of stuff was being tested and tried out when I was with them. And so they were based in New York. Um, and we were, so we just were coming from Cali to New York. And that was like a, a huge learning experience for me. Like I said, I, I plan to talk, get all the, all those details. It was a, it was a long, it has a lot to do with um, why my album's not, you know, coming out now as opposed to 2020. I've heard about United Masters. What it, can you yeah. remind us all what that is? So when, when I was with them, they were like uh, at the sort of beginning of uh, just figuring out, you know, what they were going to be doing with artists. But at the time they were sort of like a partnership distribution company where as an artist, you're allowed to keep your masters, you know, you, you, you run the show um, and they're here to help promote you or help get you in front of, you know, uh, people in a distribution sense that you may not be able to do just as an indie act. Um, and so when I was working with them, I was one of the first, I think there may have been one other artist at the time. There were two of us just working with the company and they were really figuring and trying certain things out with us. And, um, yeah, I learned a lot during that time. We'll go to New York all the time and, and, and meet with, um, I think Steve Stout is one of the uh, founders of the company and, you know, he's famous for working with Nas and Jay-Z early in their careers. And uh, so I would go there and I was I was blessed, you know, I was blessed to be getting like a lot of game. However, the situation shook out. It was definitely a learning experience for me. Went there, met a lot of uh, people who were like very instrumental. It's funny that you say like my music sounds a little East Coast uh, laden or favored because when I went there, I definitely felt comfortable to 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 what I do for a style. Did a lot of recording with people and just felt very um like kind of you know what i mean like i feel like my style catered really well to what i was doing but long story short along with all those new york trips and stuff that i learned uh I, I, a bunch of other stuff you know uh went down and now i'm here independently about to put out the next project and i'm just like you guys you guys can see mad excited for everybody to hear all the different you know yeah i can tell i can tell you're excited um i want to ask you a couple of years ago, I, I saw an interview you did on uh, on YouTube a couple of years ago, and it was really at the height mm. of when trap was really at its height. When you mm. when like the Migos were at the height of their power, mm. um, do you feel? I don't want to like start throwing beef anywhere, but like, do you feel? Are you happy that the trap, like the the peak of the trap, seemed to have peaked? That it's we're on the other side of the mountain of that, or mm. how do you feel mm -hmm. about that? I mean, I feel like, you know, I said it in the song that I put out like two years ago where I said, I just I just enjoy music from anybody that's just coming here to tell a story, whatever it sounds like. Um, as long as it's your story, if it's trap, if it's electronic, if it's rock, like people would say like rock is dead, you know what I'm saying? But I'll be finding some some rock artists from time to time that be having some some good music. You just gotta like, you know, search for it. So for me, it's like trap. I'm kind of over the commercialized, like the just sort of, it's like, I can't, I feel like I can't escape an 808 and a hi-hat at, at any, at just anywhere, any, anywhere I go. But uh, at the same time though, I mean, that's, that's if I choose to be tuned in and programmed, if I choose to be like taking in the programming, listening to what the people are saying is the top 40 songs or whatever. But if I'm, 
curating my own sort of like playlist. I, I get a break. I, I get plenty of trap. I get plenty of R&B. I get some trap soul with some Bryson, you know what I mean? Mix it all up so it's not too, too all repetitive. But I'm happy that where we are right now musically, um, I just like that right now. It feels like anybody can do anything. And I'm excited to see what that means for some of our more famous acts, for some of for some artists who have catered to particular styles like most of their career. Like I'm just excited to see what happens with the Migos um when they start doing electronic work or start doing like alternative work. It's like that that yeah. opportunity is, is 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 there. They've done it. They've done some stuff with Calvin uh, Calvin Harris and I just think like mm -hmm. There's so much. There's so much music to be made. Uh, well, so. there's definitely like a bridge. You think of somebody like Juice World, R.I.P., or Post Post Malone, even who like are like very comfortable doing stuff that's rock oriented or, you know, hip hop oriented, and it's that's why I mean it's like meshing organically now. It's not like there's like you don't picture a guy in a suit going like we need to mix rap and rock and we'll make a lot of money. It's like people in their bedrooms doing it on their own. You right. know. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think like you reference, like ref referencing Post Malone is a great, a great example. Like I really feel like, you know, he came in with a whole different swag and he's doing with the trap, but he's putting different sounds over it. He's singing, using his voice in a different way. And it's like, that's kind of what I mean by 2020 music. It's like, it's, it's gonna sound a little, you know, and, and not to sound kumbaya about it. Cause I know that there's still a lot of stuff going on there, but I feel like now more than ever, what you can do as an artist on the pop charts has less to do with your skin color now than it used to. Like yeah. if you came out with a, a rock song 10 years ago as a, a black person, people would be like, Whoa, it's crazy. You have right. a rock song. Right, but now right. It's like, you know, it'd be like, that's cool. You know, word, word. It's, it's, it's a, it's that time in music right now where I just feel like it's so much going on. People just want to hear, hear what you got to say, hear your story. And they just want it to be true. And that's how I feel with, with music. It don't matter, you know, what style, what genre you do, um, as long as it's just coming from that honest place, coming from something that you feel like the body of music, the world of music, you know, I feel like music is living, existing, being. And so whatever you contribute to it, you know, it's got to be something, you know what I mean? And so however you do that, as long as you is it come from the heart or it come from a real place, then I can rock with it. Even if I don't like, like it, like per se to listen to it, it's just like it doesn't really matter what I like to listen to. You know, does it does it serve its purpose in the in the world? In the we can always tell when a track is well done, even if it's not in your particular taste. You can tell when it's there's been some effort put behind it. You know, certainly, certainly, yeah. What would be your dream collab, Caleb? Dream collab, uh, Pharrell's always been up there. I mean, it's just like just to be in the. Even if I was just doing an ad lib on a Pharrell track, that's enough for me. You know what I mean? And you know that, like, if you get a Pharrell track, even. If you get a Pharrell track even now, mm -hmm. you're like, it's at least like a 50-50 shot that it'll be a hit. Yeah, like, I mean, it's yeah. like 70-30 low key. It's like- <laughs> Like everyone everyone thought that like Pharrell was kind of done and then he did Stir Fry with Migos and it was like, oh, he can still do it, you know? Monster, that's a, that's a monster record, bro. Yeah. Monster record. I mean, I still listen to that, that production, sick. So Pharrell, Pharrell definitely up there, but right now- what about, what about a rapper or singer to like actually make a song with? Shit, right now, bro, I'm I'm not even gonna hold you. Like the, the truth is, I just be collabing with people that I that I know that I trust. See, he he's got some collabs in the in the vault that he uh -huh. hasn't released yet, and that's why he's being coy. <laughs> I'm I'm keeping it real. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got I definitely got some stuff. But if you say dream collab is like the ones that I got in the vault, 
they 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 like I don't know. They dream collab. Dream collabs me for to me make me think of like Tupac. Yeah, like yeah, historical, you know, historical, collab. historical. But just just some folks that I would love to work with right now. There's there's so many, but I I'm the type of person where I don't I don't speak that kind of stuff out until I kind of know who people are, or meet them. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. It's because I might say I want to work with you now, and then I meet you, and I'm like, no, nah, I would never want to work with you. <laughs> an asshole. Like, I, yeah. I, thought, I thought you were cool based off what you. So now I, I take right. my time before. Before. But have you found that you get along with most people in the record industry that people, you you know, you haven't, you've, you, you've had like a pretty good time of it in terms of like people being friendly and inviting and stuff. For sure. As far as artists, as far as artists, I got a great experience there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people have been cool. It just, it just depends on like what we're trying to do, what we're trying to make, you know, and just me and people. I like to really get to know a person before I make a song with them. Honestly, I really yeah. think like if Take we have dinner first. <laughs> not even that but just like just like at least at least let's talk for like 30 minutes to an hour and see like what where are you at right now with the music what are you trying to say we're trying to do yeah because um, we could come up in here and just let our you know let our nuts hang and let our, mm -hmm. our talent and stuff just kind of shine through because we're definitely talented we do it for a profession but when i do stuff like that i find that we have like unfocused records where my verse is like about some shit your verse about some shit and the hook is kind of in the middle and and we didn't maximize our abilities you know so now i'll be trying to like meet with people and just talk to them before we even do a record sometimes i talk to people and realize man i don't know if i want to make a record with you maybe not right now maybe yeah. not right now not even that it's nothing personal it's just where you at right now where i'm at right now we're not we're not trying to make the same record and that's cool. So let me stay yeah. over here in my studio, do my thing. And I'll tap in with you once I kind of get this, get this out of the way, get this off my, my chest. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You're a true artist. Uh, say, say that again. You're a true artist. Thank you. I, I, it took to, to my detriment a lot of times, but, but it's fun though. It's, it's very fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, Collaborate, we will let you go. Thank you so much for joining us on It's Real with Jordan and Demi. Good luck with the new album and so everything else you got going on. Word. Yo, thank you for having me. Um, man, shout out to everybody that tuned in to It's Real. And I hope it, you know, I wasn't too long-winded, man. I know I can just... Yeah, we appreciate the insight, man. We appreciate the insight. Right on, right on. All, All right. right. We'll talk to you later. Right on, man. Y'all take care. That was Collaborate. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Demi, thank you for being my co-host again, <laughs> for dealing with me. Thank um, you for being my co-host, Jordan. Yes, and we will see you uh, next time on the show. Uh, who we got on the next show, Demi? Oh, we have Cade. Cade is happening on Friday. So tune in at 1 p.m. Eastern on Friday for Cade.